Take your Bibles, please, and turn with me to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. We'll be looking at verses 1 and verses 13. We'll look at 1 first and 13 a little later in the message. Let's look at this verse to begin with. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. We're thinking today, of course, about freedom. What is freedom? I think we think, of course, about our national independence. We think about the freedoms that we get to enjoy in our land and the, the blessing that they are to us in so many ways. Freedom started well over 200 years ago. People came together to declare our independence. At the signing of the Declaration of Independence, John Adams said, I am well aware of the toil, blood, and sacrifices that it will take to maintain this freedom. He was right. Some of those who signed that Declaration of Independence paid with their lives. Others lost their homes. Others were put in prison. It cost to maintain that independence. It's cost down through the centuries as we have had brave men and women who would take up arms and be able to defend the freedoms that we have in our land. So we celebrate our national freedoms. When we think of freedom, we think of our national freedom. We also think of our personal liberty. Or in a land such as ours, we have personal liberties. We call them our inalienable right. We have the right as human beings given to us by God to be free, to make decisions on our own. Now, the Bible speaks often of freedom. Freedom is from God. Stop and think about it for a few moments. In creation, God created a man and a woman. He put them in a garden. He said, you can eat of any tree in this garden but one. Don't eat from that one. They had a choice. They were free to choose whether they would be obedient to God or not. He gave us freedom from the very beginning. When the Israelites were enslaved in the land of Egypt, God went to Moses and called him and said, I want you to go down and set my people free. God is a God of freedom. When the Mosaic law was drawn up, it was put into that law that every 50 years would be the year of jubilee, the year of freedom, so that those who had been enslaved would be set free. God wants us to have freedom. Because God wants us to have freedom now and forever, He sent His Son, Jesus, into the world. And because of Jesus, we could be free. Because of Jesus, we can be free from sin. You see, we have all sinned. We all fall short of the glory of God. Scripture says that there is none righteous, no, not one. All of us have sinned. All of us turn aside from God. You know, we take good things and we twist them and corrupt them. We take God's commandments and we break them. God has something in store for us and we go for something less and so we fall short of the glory He had destined for us. Scripture says, 
all we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone into his own way. And that's getting down to the real essence of sin, isn't it? Turning to our own way and wanting to do our own thing, wanting to live without God, wanting to live without giving Him the praise and honor and glory and obedience. Let's do Him. We are sinners. And the tragedy of it is, there's nothing we can do for ourselves about it. We're not going to be changed by a $30 makeover. We're not going to be changed by a $30,000 plastic surgery. We can read a 500-page self-help book, or we can stay in school for 20-plus years. And that doesn't do anything about our sin. Paint as pretty picture as we may with our lives, underneath the canvas is rotten. We can do nothing about it. Ah, but we have a God that loves us despite the fact that we are sinners and did something to set us free. He said, Jesus. God shows His love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Sure, all we like sheep have gone astray. Yes, we have turned everyone into His own way. And the Lord has laid on Him the iniquity of us all. Jesus sets us free from sin. He died on the cross to pay the price for our sin. It is said that when Abraham Lincoln was going to sign the Emancipation Proclamation, that he took the pen firmly in hand, signed his name, and said, that will do it. Jesus took the cross, shed his blood, died there, and in dying, said, it is finished. That will do it. He paid the price for our sin. Jesus sets us free from our sin. Jesus sets us free from death. It's a great promise in the Word of God. In the book of Corinthians, we read these words. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Death has been swallowed up in victory. What a wonderful thought. Don't you get tired of death? Disease, death, accidents, death. Murders bring death. Random shootings bring death. War brings death. Suicide brings death. We can just get so tired of death. There's nothing we can do about it either. Doctors, nutritionists, healthy you know, instructors, scientists say, I can increase your lifespan. I can make your life better. But sooner or later, we all die. There's nothing we can do about death. Ah, but one came on the scene. His name was Jesus. And one day he was going into a little village and they were carrying out a coffin. And there was a young man in it, the only child of a wooded mother. And Jesus went up, touched that man, brought him back to life. And another man came one time, Jairus, and said, My little daughter is about to die, come. 
Before he got there, she died. But Jesus went in, took her by the hand, after she was dead, said, little girl, get up. And she did. And then, then Lazarus, who had been dead four days, buried in the grave four days, Jesus went, spoke his name, Lazarus, come out. And lo and behold, the dead man came to life, wrapped up in the grave clothes, and walked out. But then they took the one who had raised the dead and raised him up on a cross. And they left him hanging there until he died. When they were sure he was dead, they put him in a tomb. And three days later, he was raised. Jesus overcomes death. We are set free from death by the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, what a freedom. What an eternal freedom to be forever alive because of Jesus. Jesus sets us free from death. Jesus sets us free from blame. He sets us free from blame. What if Jesus walked in, walked into the church this morning, came and stood by your pew? What would you do? Would you cover your face in shame? Would you stand up and say, Lord, I know I've been doing this particular sin. I know I've been doing it. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to quit now. Would you run out the door because you would feel so ashamed? Would you stand up and hug him like Mary Magdalene on the morning when she found him outside the tomb? What would you do? Sometimes our shame drives us away from Jesus. We just get down on ourselves. We feel so guilty. Satan's behind it. He's the accuser. He accuses us day and night. Others do as well sometimes. We get beat down by the accusations, thinking we're worthless. And yet, God won't have it. Jesus won't have it. They set us free from shame. Listen to what the Scripture says. But now God has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in His sight without blemish and free from accusation. Free from accusation. Isn't that fantastic? Again, the Scripture says in Romans 8, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus the law of the Spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. Ah, Jesus sets us free from shame, blame, accusation, condemnation. He sets us free. Jesus sets us free from anxiety. Someone has said that worry is kind of like a rocking chair. Gives you something to do, but you don't get anywhere. We don't have to be anxious. Listen to what Jesus said. Don't worry, don't, so do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you as well. Jesus sets us free from anxiety. He's going to take care of us. Our Heavenly Father is going to take care of us. Our God feeds the birds. Our God clothes the flowers. 
If we belong to Him, He's going to take care of us. He's going to watch over us. He's going to keep us in His care now and forever. Jesus comes and sets us free from sin, death, and condemnation, and anxiety. He comes and sets us free. God calls us to be free. Let me get at that verse 1 in Galatians. Chapter 5, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. He calls us to be free, but he gives us a reminder. Look at verse 13. You, my brothers, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. Don't use your freedom to indulge the, the sinful nature. You are free. You are free to make any choice you want to make concerning sin and righteousness. You can choose. You are free to choose. But remember something. You are not free to choose the consequences of your choices. You can choose anything choose the wrong thing, and it's going to bring consequences. Watch out, the Scripture says. You're free, but don't use your freedom to indulge your sinful nature. Some people think that's what freedom's all about. Allowing them to go out and live any way they want to. We forget, though, that there's a moral law built into the universe. You see, Satan wants to trip us up. He wants to take that sin and make us slaves again. We've celebrated uh, this past, you know, about the middle of the month, the landing at D-Day, and you know, the beginning of the month, the D-Day landing in Europe, where the Allied forces came together so that they might get a beachhead in Europe and then be able to defeat the enemy. Well, not for a good purpose, but for a sinister person, purpose, Satan wants a beachhead in your life so that he can come in and defeat you, so that he can come in and enslave you once again. Satan means to enslave us. He wants to trip us up. He wants to take away our freedom. Think about the prodigal son. Story Jesus told. Remember the son demanded an inheritance ahead of time. His father gave it to him. He went off to a foreign country, and boy, he really lived it up. He indulged himself in everything he could possibly think of. He was having a grand old time. He was free to make his own choices, and boy, he made them until his money ran out, and then the consequences came, and he ended up taking the lowest job a Jewish boy could possibly imagine, feeding the pigs. And he was making so little doing that, he was ready to eat the pig food. Boy, he had hit bottom. He was enslaved. He'd used his freedom in the wrong way, and he was enslaved. And he thought, I guess I'll be a slave the rest of my life, but I'd rather be a slave for my father. So he packed up and went home and said, Dad, here I am. I'm going to be a slave. I'll be your slave from now on. And the father wouldn't hear to it. You're a son. You're going to be a son. He proved that he was a son. Gave him everything that a son is supposed to have. 
and he was free again. If you have been set free, indulged your sinful nature, and you feel like you're caught in Satan's web, the Father can set you free again. But when he does, watch out, or Satan will just come back again. Don't use your freedom to indulge your sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. A dictionary definition of freedom is to uh, advance, you know, not have absence of any restriction and an opportunity to exercise your rights and powers. You know what's the matter with us in our land today? We, we see the first part of that. We don't want any restrictions. We think freedom means indulging our sinful nature. Living in any way we want to without regard to God or to God's commands or God's goodness or God's love. A lot of times without any regard to human decency. We miss what freedom is really supposed to be about. Freedom adds to this. Freedom adds that we have the opportunity to exercise our rights and responsibilities and live in a noble way and live in a pure way and live in a high way and live in a way that makes a difference for God and His work in the world and makes a difference in other people's lives as well. God calls us not to indulge the sinful nature but to serve one another. We are free. We are free to serve. Once Jesus sent out his disciples, he gave them power to heal and to cast out demons, and they went out and they did that. And the scripture says, and they came back rejoicing. They went out and served and came back rejoicing. You know what? I bet the group that's going to Guatemala is going to be come home. They're going to come home worn out, but I bet they're going to come home rejoicing because they're going to serve. And when we serve, we rejoice. It makes our life full and abundant. We are going to be free to see people's needs and to respond to those needs. If Jesus has taken away your anxiety, if God has promised to supply all of your needs, you can see a need and you can respond to that need. You don't have to hang on to every little thing you've got and say, ooh, I've got to take care of myself. No, you, you can be open-handed, not closed-fisted. You can be free to give, free to respond to needs. You can serve one another in love. You can serve your mate in love. You can serve your children in love. You can serve your fellow church members in love. You can serve anybody you happen to run across in love, sharing the love of God. Because God has set us free. He set us free to make the choice to serve one another in love. So, we are called to freedom. Don't give it up. Don't give it up. Don't give it up to somebody else. Don't give it up to a false religion. Don't give it up to, you know, Satan's desires. Hold on to it. But don't use your freedom to indulge your sinful nature. Do that enough and you end up a slave again. No fun being a slave. Use your freedom to serve one another in love. This morning, what kind of decision do you need to make? Do you need to let Jesus set you free? Maybe set you free from sin? Ask Him to come into your life and forgive you of your sin and cleanse you? Set you free from death? 
put his life within you so that the one whose life is eternal is in you and you have eternal life? You need him to set you free from some blame, some condemnation? Do you need him to set you free from some anxiety and give you a peace, a peace that passes understanding? You need him to set you free? Do you need him to forgive you for indulging your sinful nature? You've done something wrong. You know it's wrong. Spirit's convicting you it's wrong. And you need to ask Jesus to forgive you and cleanse you and restore you. Maybe today you would like to rededicate yourself to serving others in love. God's given you so much. You have so much freedom. You're going to use what you have. You're going to use your freedom to glorify Him by serving others. Or maybe in your freedom you would come and put your membership here in this church because that's what God is leading you to do. We are free because God has made us free. What are you going to do with all of the freedom that God has given you? Our invitation hymn is 439.